you are now tuned in to season two, episode one of the Motivated Mermaid podcast. I am so excited to get this year started and kick off this season with you guys. There's so much in store for you. So many great people, great laughs, stories, just talks, and also, you know, shouting out our businesses. Also, it is now February, so happy Black History Month, and let's get it. Alright, so we are now in Season 2 of the Motivated Mermaid Podcast, and I have, right, I have some amazing people here for Episode 1. I told y'all, we are really going to get into it this season. Um, shout out to the little baby jaw in the background. <laughs> See, we're including everybody. So I'm going to let my special guest say hello, and then we'll get started. Oh, what's happening, y'all? My name is Joseph Darby. Uh, fun fact, um, I look like Kevin Hart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is my wonderful husband also. Okay. Yeah. Um, peace and blessings, everybody. My name is Shaquem, soon to be Shala. And one fun fact about me would be that I'm a father getting married soon and okay. breaking generational curses. Okay, okay. Hello, hello, hello. Um, LaBianca, I go by the name LaBianca Asante. One fun fact, I am the published author of The Truth About Pussy. Yes. That's hey. P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yes. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to say something. I was like, I hope she knew. Well, okay. So, I did a poll on Instagram, if you follow me. Um, I know in season one, I talked about possibly making a separate page for the Motivated Mermaid podcast. So, you all have a safe place to just share your thoughts and topics that we talk about. So, the poll that I ran this week was one that I've had a question about for years now, especially growing into a black woman and also just now becoming a black um, mom, having my friends grow into the beautiful entrepreneurs and women that they are. So um, I wanted this to be an open conversation, not only for us women, but also for the men and just get everybody's experience down. So let's get into this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Okay, cool. I can see why your your messages through the messaging app be going so good. You just <laughs> you be on point. Period. <laughs> I've got to tell you, you know, you got to talk to people. <laughs> we we actually record those a lot. Like that's like the seventh take, honestly. But it's okay. We're not gonna tell nobody. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't tell nobody. We're not gonna tell nobody. I all ums and everything. <laughs> and that'll be like the sixth take. I'm, I'm like basically slow. Nah, see. All right, so question one that I posed was, are moms harder on their daughters than their sons? Who wants to start this one? Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) Absolutely. Coming from a single-parent home where I was the eldest and my brother, two and a half years younger than me, my mother was 100% harder on me than my brother. Why do you think that is, though? A lot of the time I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it comes with the older school where they feel like they have to protect the girl's virtue or uh, her 
virginity. It's so annoying because yeah. because of that, I was not able to freely explore my sexuality. Yeah. As well as my brother was. She was so busy drilling in my head, don't have a baby, don't have a baby. I became fearful of having children. Yeah. And then my brother was the one that made a grandma first. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. It was backwards, man. Very backwards. You need to be watching him, not me. Yeah, true. But I de- definitely think it just comes from, like, olden beliefs. Like, we haven't, true. a lot of our parents haven't outgrown and caught up to society and how we maneuver our life. That is true. What about y'all? Well, I didn't have, I didn't come from a home with a sister involved or a daughter. But, um, yeah, I feel like uh, if I was speaking from just being a third party, I did see a lot of that. I know I have a aunt who has a daughter who's the oldest and has three boys. Mm-hmm. And the three boys, they pretty much was able to do what they want. You know, uh, go out with friends and all that type of stuff. But the sister, she had to be able to stay home and make sure the house was good while she was at work. And right. uh, it got to a point to where the daughter just moved out and lived with my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they didn't have a real good, solid relationship. I think they do now, but mm-hmm. it took some time. So. And would you agree, like, from looking out, from being from outside looking in. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, in especially black households, the girls are always put in the mother role. Yep. Mm. Like, for me, Facts. I feel like I partly helped raise my brother. Like, that's no shade to my mom. She did a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I was a second mom a lot of the times. And I feel like even looking at some of my friends and my mom's friends, that always happens with the girls. They end up having to take on that motherly role instead of fully evolving themselves and finding their own individuality. Right. Truly. Um. Mm. For me, my parents are pretty like laid back, mm-hmm. so they never really. My dad was always like big on because I'm the oldest, and um, of course because I I was the you know the man of the house mm-hmm. to always um make sure everything is taken care of. But as far as like my sister, like. My mom and my sister, yeah, they, they they did do a lot of headbutting and stuff like that, and I can definitely say she, uh, I did get a lot of freedom, you know, but I had to grow up fast, so I think that played a part in it as well, me having to grow up fast and watching my siblings a lot, so it was like by the time that I got of age to like kind of run the streets, it was like, all right, you're responsible, go ahead, and now with my sister, it's just like, uh, nah, you the only girl, so make mm-hmm. sure you tell everybody where you at or make sure you bring one of your brothers with you or something like that. So I can definitely um, see um, that the, I could definitely say the mom and, and the daughter. Uh, and, yeah. And the fact that he said that, it just made me think about something. Like, I feel like, too, it was probably a protection factor with mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, when the mom or the dad is overly protective of the daughter, won't allow her to do certain things, mm-hmm. it's because they fear that, you know, they, oh, that's my that's my that's my that's my little princess. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I don't want her to end. I don't want her purity or anything to get taken away. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they know what's out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying they probably in, was involved in some of the things that happened. Yeah. You know, um, 
and the boys is just like, hey, boys will be boys. Pretty That's much. that thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say is it... I would say the red table talk with Jada oh, and that. Willow and the mom, I can't remember yep. her name mm-hmm. right now, yep. um, is like really that. profound for these conversations. Mm-hmm. And she did, Willow finally expressed, you know, Willow's of age now. So I think also with time, parents feel easier with hearing conversations from their kids mm-hmm. instead of it being like, stay in a child's place. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Willow said was, you know, you were always harder on me more than Jaden. And she was like, my mom would come in my room and be like, wake up for school, get dressed. Mm-hmm. And I had to be dressed then. But she was like, well, uh, Jaden would be like, oh, well, I just need a little bit more rest. And he'd be putting on his shoes when she had been standing at the door for a while. Honey, that is my life. So, <laughs> I'll be in the car waiting for my, mom, my brother chasing the car. <laughs> See, <laughs> and I felt that for her because I'm like, dang, like that's so true. But like he said, the protection factor. Jada was like, I was hard on you, and I'm not. I'm not gonna say I wasn't. And she said it sucks, but it's because I know you already have two strikes against you. Mm-hmm. You are black and mm-hmm. you're a woman. Um, and there's so much that can be taken advantage of on right. there. And she was like. I do think, like, with moms, we should be just as hard on our boys because it's it's kind of the same. Right. Because he's still a black man. Right. Um, but Willow was like, you know, she felt good hearing her mom say that, but she said she definitely understands because it did show her how to be stronger as a woman. So I get that. Um, something I've also heard, too, about generations are moms are harder on their daughters because... There's a sense of jealousy. I haven't been really... My Okay, so my mom was not... I never got that from my mom, but that conversation was brought up when I posted this poll. And it's like some daughters feel like their mom is just jealous because they feel like maybe they ruined their lives early and they can't do all the things the daughter is able to do now, especially with the resources. So it's like... That's interesting. Right. That's a that's a different well, point of view. What is your thoughts on that? Well, I, I never thought about it like that. I always right. look at it from like, why is the mom acting that way? Is it because of like the grandparents and so on mm-hmm. and so forth? Like Generational. Yeah. Because like I know for like, you know, and hearing stories from like my mom and her upbringing, my grandma was like you know the disciplinary like she was like the one that was more harder on my aunts and my mom instead of my uncle so it's just one of the things where maybe it's like a generational like thing also for me mama well my mama had me in 16 so i know a lot of her protectiveness came from that a lot of her Mm. viewpoint and her drilling me not having a child really came from that but I never even though she had me young mm-hmm. I never felt like she was jealous of me I, right. I, it's unfortunate that some daughters Feel experience that, that. Right. Yeah. I don't think that that was the case for me I can't speak from that experience yeah, me either that's what I was thinking even though my mom my mom had my oldest sister young like really young due to unfortunate circumstances but she had pretty much me and my oldest sister pretty young um so i didn't feel that way either but i do think it's a generational thing i do agree with that Mm -hmm. i feel like it's something that was brought down Mm -hmm. so that's why i asked like opening these conversations 
time over time can we start to unravel that trauma start to heal yes instead of being like oh well you know that's just your mama yeah or that's uh -uh. just that's just your daddy like that's just what they do or that shows you know go ahead and break that down because breaking those generational curses are going to be hard. So if we start now, exactly. why not start? And whatever we don't heal from, we pass to the next generation and True. give them the responsibility of healing. And nobody takes steps up to the plate. We just going to keep passing that curse yeah. and never heal. Yeah, that's true. All right. So next question I posed. Oh, I didn't even share the percentage on that. So question one that we just went over. 88% said they definitely believe so, that moms are harder on their daughters. And 12% said, nah, not, not not necessarily. So it was a pretty big gap yeah. on yeah. the belief there. Um, question two, does the treatment balance out depending on the number of parents in the home? 41% said definitely and 59% said no. So no one on that one. What are y'all thoughts? I will say, this would have to come from the outside looking in perspective yeah, for me. Right. Me too. Um, just from looking at friends, because, again, I come from a single parent home, so I don't have that experience. Yeah. But just from looking at friends' households, even just TVs where our households are represented, for example, my wife and kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can see that he was definitely harder on some topics yeah. on the girl than the guy. Mm -hmm. Uh Especially when, again, the big biggest one is sexuality and sex. Like, they mm -hmm. high-five the guys and tell the girls, oh, don't stay not, in your don't room. Do right. do don't do that. Change but your clothes. As if that's realistic <laughs> at all, because your son is obviously with somebody's daughter. Right. But that's really yeah. top. <laughs> right. <laughs> from outside looking in, it definitely looks like that's the case. Right. Uh, from looking at my some of my friends' households, like, that we had two-parent households. Yeah, it looks like the girl had a lot more rules. And like chicken or somebody said, boys will be boys have been the standard for so long. I think we're finally getting away from that topic and trying to take break that down. That so, but yeah, definitely. I can say because um, I started out in a two parent home, and then my parents did separate and got divorced. Still great parents. I think they're actually better people today. Because they had to learn, they had to be apart and stuff like that. So, shout out to them. But a conversation that my dad and I had was he, usually in a two-parent home with daughters and sons, they balance each other out. So, if the mm -hmm. dad is harder, the mom's usually like, chill. Mm -hmm. And if the mom is harder on the daughter, then the dad's usually like, chill. And it's a balance. So, they're only getting it from one parent. Yeah. So, it's really like it's evened out because yeah. there's two parents doing the same thing. I can definitely say that. Um, just having my parents around and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, my dad pretty much being hard on us, on, on the boys pretty much telling us, hey, we got to be the protectors and this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. And being a little bit more, you know, gentle with my sister. And then it being the opposite way with my mom. She's more like, come on, baby, like to, to her boys <laughs> and to, to my sister. She like, they like at each other. So it's like. I could definitely say, in from my shoes, it does balance up. Okay, I like that. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, question three: Does the trauma of parents and kids affect the future generational relationships? 
95% said definitely and 5% said not really. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I'm going to need that question again. <laughs> <laughs> Does the trauma of parents and kids affect the future generational relationships? 95% said yeah, definitely, and 5% said no, not really. I'm a perspective person, so... Okay. But in a sense, <clears throat> if I say yes, then I can see how it, mm. it could. Um, just watching, from my standpoint, from my, like my mom, my grandma, um, and this is something I've been, you know, unfolding myself, going to therapy and stuff, that, you know, my mom isn't really nurturing. Like, okay. flat out, she's not really nurturing. So I didn't really get that nurturing mm. growing up yeah um because she always had to work mm. you she, know? Was she was the yeah. provider you know, i was in a single parent home and then but just looking at my grandma and kind of interacting with my grandma she was more of that but when i see her interact with her kids yeah. it's on a joking level but i can see where in the sense that she didn't get that same nurturing either mm. You know, yeah. So like how my mom is with me and my brother, mm -hmm. that's how my grandma is with her her daughters. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not as nurturing with them as she. Yeah. Is. Yeah, she more nurturing with the grandkids than she than okay. she is with the the kids. You know, so. so. In that case, it did. Yeah. Trickle down. Yeah. And I think that can go both positively and negatively. Yeah. True. Because my mother's traumas. Because I seen her trauma mm -hmm. and seen that she didn't heal from it, it have made affected me to want to heal from it. Mm. So I think it can go either way. It can it can be a negative effect if you decide not to heal and you're not looking at, at it introspectively. That it can affect you, mm -hmm. and if you don't heal, yeah, it definitely is a negative impact. But if you choose to heal, it can be a positive impact. Cause like right now I'm. It's very hard and difficult. I see why it was difficult for my mom, but being a mother now, like I'm a strong advocate for women not losing their identity. And being a mother now, I can see how it's hard to lose your identity in motherhood. Yeah. So I'm actively working on breaking that generational curse now. Right. And it's pouring into myself as La Bianca because I was La Bianca before I was mommy. Yeah. So making sure that I don't lose myself because she lost herself in motherhood. Right, and, and she's in her forties now, and she's still having to define who she is. Yeah, and search for her own personal identity without having kids. Yeah, and now she's found it in grandma. So it's like she's finding another cycle to fall back into. Right, without identifying as an individual. individual. Right. So right now, I'm like still trying to work through actively breaking that that generational curse. On that, uh, I literally just saw something on that where it said, "Women, please remember, like before you were mommy, before you were a wife, um, you were still you, mm -hmm. and you'll still be that afterwards. So make sure you're still like self care, loving yourself, doing things that make you feel sexy, mm -hmm. doing all that because that is passed down, and we feel like." And I feel like that's how a lot of mothers get burnt out. Yes. Because you're like, I never have time for myself because now you've lost yourself. Because even though you may have girls' nights here and there, if you notice, like, the narrative behind it is like, oh, everything is around everything else when somebody says, how are you? Mm -hmm. And you always say, well, everybody else is doing good. 
I guess I'm doing good because everybody else is doing good. Mm-hmm. But really, you could be drowning and not knowing it. So, right. I think that's. I like that. I like that. All right. I'm good. Okay. Question four was: Are dads harder on their sons than their daughters? Yes. Fifty-seven <laughs> percent said, "Of course." And forty three percent said no. Yeah, I, I, I can say yes outside looking in into like some of my friends' relationship with their dads, mm-hmm. but then again, I can say no also because like for an example, like my uncle, mm-hmm. he's hard on my my cousins, but they got like a great relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Like with me and my dad, it, I feel like it was. It used to be a point in time where it was like awkward. Like we used to like have hour long trips, and neither of us say anything to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like have my headphones in or whatnot, and just like, you know, yeah. We every now and then we had our moments where like we like, especially growing up, like we'd play fight or you know throw the football and stuff like that. But it was like very rare. Mm-hmm. Like it was very rare that he like wanted to get to know what we were doing or you know. Just stuff like that. And now that i gotten older, it's more of like, how can we make money now? So it's just like, <laughs> it, it's like me and his relationship has gotten better over time because now I'm a dad, I'm married. So he's like, he's been giving me like lots of advice and like some of the mistakes that he's made um, growing up as a man and, you know, a father and stuff like that. So I can definitely say it's gotten better. But growing up, it's just like a... Make sure you protect your sister, your brother. Like, make sure, like, every like when I'm gone, make sure everything is good. No. And like, <laughs> I had to like grow up fast. Yeah, cause it's like my mom worked, my dad worked. They didn't come home until like ten, maybe twelve o'clock in the uh, at night. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I was one of them kids who had the house key around their neck. So we get home mm-hmm. from school. Open no, the door. Like. Right. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> had to learn how to cook at the age of ten. So I was just like, you know, doing all these things. So Make his, um, sh- uh, chef ideas with oodles and noodles. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, man. It's been so many like nice cutting up sausages, eggs, and noodles. Mm-hmm. Like man, that used to be the meal. So um, I can say yeah and no to 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 it. Okay. <laughs> Giggle box. You're right. Oh, I love it. Okay, and then the last question I posed was, can having open discussions among family members help? 82% said surely, and 18% said not really. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I would definitely say all parties have to be open okay. to the dialogue and to growing yeah. for it to be possible. Yeah. For it to at least be going into the, the right direction. Right, yeah. absolutely. Any, at least. If the people don't come in with the open heart or they come in thinking, because I'm older than you, I know more than you, mm-hmm. it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, there's certain discussions I know, like, my mom's growing still. Mm-hmm. Not at the rate I would like to, <laughs> but she's growing still. Yeah. So, certain conversations I know we can have, mm-hmm. and certain conversations I know she has to grow a little bit more for us to have. Right. So, like, I'll plant seeds to have that conversation later on. Right. But it definitely depends. You just have to, everybody. And then for us, too, for me going into the conversation, like, my brother, he'll say something, but he doesn't. When you know your parents, you know how you have to address them with certain things. Mm. Right. Like, my mom, she's very sensitive. So, I know I have to word and frame the content differently 
for her than I would my grandmother. Right. But my grandma, I can be straight shooter. Me and her, we can have conversations. Yeah. And I can just simply disagree. With my mom, I have to phrase it differently yeah. for her to be able to receive it. So it's all about your audience. Like, True. how are you delivering the message? If you come in, like, my mom, she easily feels attacked. So I know yeah. I cannot phrase it aggressively with her. Yeah. Because she won't receive it. True. She'll automatically put up her defense mechanism. Yeah. So it just depends. It's like we all have to be open heart minded first we have to come in with clear hearts and minds and we have to deliver the message appropriately for who we're talking to right like especially with conversations like this because as parents i can say that now <laughs> but <laughs> as parents like i can understand mom why she feels defensive she had me at 16 she felt like she did the best she did could she poured everything she had then summoned to us yeah. so when you say something to combat that it's like what do you mean what right. do you mean i wasn't a good mother yeah. automatically when i'm not saying you wasn't a good mother <laughs> i'm right. saying this is what i would do differently yeah yeah so it's it, it just i think i've seen the same with my mom because she was so young and as we've gotten older like having those open conversations to start breaking certain conversations down like uh communicative skills where you're like oh, okay you know um instead of saying like because i said so mm-hmm. being able to ask why and not let it be something disrespectful yes. or being able to say you know when i was a kid like i appreciate everything you did but this is how i felt mm-hmm. growing up in this why it's affecting me now um and it's kind of the same way like and my mom's definitely growing now. She's grown a lot. And I remember even Joe, like, when we first, we was already dating, but we had to have, like, a tough conversation with my mom. And my mom automatically got defensive. And I, I am the middle child, so I know I don't do the drama. No, not doing it. Forget it. I'll go home. i go home, okay? I don't live there for a reason. So my dad had to bring it back to us because, one, I have all sisters, mm. so Boy. it's women back to back, okay, and just my dad, and my Good dad was daddy. so thankful for it's Joe, right, for Joe once he was like, finally something. Yeah, every so, time you see me, thank you. <laughs> so, it's really funny, um, but he had to kind of reel that in because though my mom was taking it defensively, you know, he knew we weren't meaning it in that way. Mm-hmm. But it does take a voice that's not, I guess, someone that raised, you raised to be like, hey, this is what it, it's sounding like, but this is what it's meaning. Mm-hmm. Give him some so, yeah, you, like, it's cool. And it, it did open up a lot of dialogue in my family. So now we do have more open conversations. So I definitely that's was appreciative. Beautiful. Right. But it took a while, and I feel like, one, if y'all ever seen the memes, middle children middle children always get, like, it's like the lockdown. We get forgotten about, okay? Aww. We get the lockdown. Yeah, and then the oldest, <laughs> the oldest and the youngest, the oldest is the test run. Uh-huh. Right? The youngest is like, whatever. Well, we don't learn. Like, we tired. Like, we tired. <laughs> what you want to do. Yeah, you, you got it. And the youngest is pretty wild, usually. Yeah. So you just like. I can't believe you're actually doing this. So the middle child is literally the in-between. They done learned. Now they got it. 
and they not tired yet. So it's just like, ooh, yeah, all I there. My brother, even though it's just two of us, see? I get, like it's certain ways that he responds to my mom. Yeah, and I be like, right? Oh like, have you, you lost your mind? Right? Man, he can say that. I can't say that. You ain't back him yet. <laughs> see. Man. We said that all the man. I'm telling you, <laughs> these youngest kids be getting away with the I be world. Getting mad. I, be like, I be telling my youngest brother, I be like, "Yo, you shut up before I punch you in your mouth." I'm like, I be getting, <laughs> right. I be getting the parent in me start coming up. Like, you ain't gonna talk to my mama that. like you that. You get hot, right, <laughs> girl? So, I be having to my brother like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't say that uh-uh. like this. See, but it's also because now we're we've grown, and just having friends that can communicate, family, association, and everything. It's like, okay, now I know how to communicate and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. So now we about to open like a whole can of worms. Oh, yeah. So being that first person that ventured into it instead of just, okay, yeah. just sweep it. Or when you get mad, just be like, oh, that's just them. You know, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about no? How about we talk about it? <laughs> how, you yeah. how about we all sit down and talk about this today? I can definitely appreciate my parents for like, They've always been like an open book for us. Yeah. Like growing up, yeah, they might have been like no, but as we got older, they've like this is why we're telling you no. Yeah. This that, boom boom boom. Just say your parents are awesome. Yeah, yeah. we are. Like, <laughs> we're adopting them as our parents. Your pops is my pops. Hey, hey listen, man, that's cool. But and yeah, they it's really just are open it's like books. yeah, like they. That's why I say I appreciate my dad. Like especially growing up now, just. You know, I I watched them fall. Like, you know, like I watched my superhero like fall and like me being disappointed and not really understanding what was going on. And then um <laughs> and then like understanding like, okay, I see why. Like I get it. And now that I'm becoming a father, it's like I'm taking some of the you know, the things that the good and the bad and like trying to figure out how can I be the best parent, you know, like yeah. I'm a I'm a girl dad, so it's like <laughs> at this point I got two little girls and it's like how can I be the best father, be you know, same time, you know, get have my respect but also be open to them as well. And um, I definitely can appreciate them for just communicating with us because it allowed us to communicate back to them like when I told my mom I was smoking weed, she's just like, "What? Like, why? Why? Why that's were you doing that? Like, and that? Yeah, that far past. It was years, years, years ago. That was back in middle school. But yeah, when I told him, yeah, like, I told her, she's like, "Why? Like, why were you doing that? Were you going through anything?" And I was just like, "Yeah." And I was just like, "Nah, I just wanted to try it." And she's like, "Did you? Don't ever do that again. Like, it could be like." Waste or anything, and I was just like, "Well, shoot! All it did was make me hungry, sleepy, happy." <laughs> and like, she couldn't help but laugh. But she's like, she expressed to me the call, like, why cause not? Effect, yeah, yeah, the cause yeah. and effects of it. And she's just like, you know, See, that's and like, I appreciate that. You know, be, like, yeah, see, that's the type yeah. of parent I want to be. Cause shoot, growing up, it was just like whooping. That was it. It was <laughs> like no explanation. Like, like, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and it's like too late. Like. I don't know if, if you can say the same thing, but for me, whooping didn't do nothing. All it did made me sneak in, hide my behavior. It did not okay. correct yeah, my behavior. Yeah. I was still yeah. doing it. You just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> the punishments was the ones that got me. Like, Taking when my I got phone. punched, yeah. yeah, oh, man. Like, stuff, my video games and stuff, forever. oh, that killed me. I was and like, oh. And, and my dad was the type of person, like, he'll, like, take it away and 
forget that he even took it. Thanks. And like I'm like waiting oh, for that's so Yeah, I'm like and I'm just like, well shoot, I done punished for like I've been punished for like three months now. Can Period. I I get my stuff back? And he be like, What what you do again? And I tell him he like, No. And I'm just like, Come on, man, like That's messed up. That's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> me. I'm like, I already paid the cost. Six more God but it's just like one of the things. Shoot, my mom was good for that too. But it's just like one of the things where uh, I appreciate them for like just being open and honest. But I do got family members that, man, they just stuck in their ways. And like and as much, yeah, and it's like as much as I want to like be able to communicate with them, it's just like, you know what? Like, no I'm going right to be from a distance. Oh, right yeah. Now. Some of them you got Plenty to. of those. Yeah. I think my whole family in that box. Right no, now. not your whole family. Except for my brother. My brother. Because <laughs> me, <laughs> it's one. My little, it's one me and my brother are probably closer than any, I am <laughs> anybody in my family. You know, and my brother, we, you know, I was the, like I, like you said, the test run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got to see a lot, done a lot, jumped in the, I jumped on the porch, jumped off the porch or whatever before he did. <laughs> And like me and him, just a little, a lot more closer than we are than I than we are to our own moms. You know what I'm saying? Like now, after going through therapy, like I talked to my mom and I felt like, you know, we need to build a better bond because since she wasn't there emotionally, yeah, and you know she don't basically know me at this Mm. point. Mm. You know, and and now being a father, I want her, I want to her to be in his life. Yeah. But I want to also get to know her so I can tell him and our future kids about who, what type of person she, you know, to be. You know, yeah, yeah, that she poured into me. So yeah, that's real. No, I definitely, and that's what I was telling Joe today. Like, even with these conversations, I'm glad we're having them now because when I was growing up, it was hard. It was harder because my parents were super young and they were new parents. So it was just like they had to grow up with us. Mm-hmm. And most things did result in, okay, well, no, since you can't do that, punishment mm-hmm. or whooping. And I was telling Joe that too. My dad called me one day. I was in high school. I ain't got no phone. Why I ain't got no phone? Because it's been gone for three months. So he comes home, busts in my room, says, why you answer your phone? I said, I- what? I ain't had my phone in three months. Y'all had it too. He talked about something. Well, where is it? Thing. I said, you took it away. He talked about something. Oh, well, dang, go get your phone. <laughs> That's it. That's all. No, sorry. No, dang. I was about to give you a whooping because you dead didn't have your phone. And that's another conversation right there. See? Parents and the lack of apologizing. Oh, man. We're going to have to do an episode on that. <laughs> Why don't black parents say sorry? You know what? It's crazy. Like, as of lately now, like, my parents have, like, say sorry. Like, if they're wrong, they'll say sorry. It's so important. Um, But... When I think it's that validation. Nah. Or if they they were in the wrong, they'd be like, well... You shouldn't have Yeah, you should Sorry, sorry, but that's a do-better whooping for for later on or something. (laughs) You oh, ain't never heard that? Yeah, bro, my, no, my mama do something outlandish. <clears throat> like, I'll be in my room chilling, watching TV. <laughs> She'll just go in there and smack me outside of my head. I'm like, bro, what's that for? She said, I just felt like you was going to do something. Later. Yeah, like a do, yeah it's I for do, later. Wait, wait, I don't know. <clears throat> I do better work. And I'm just saying. like, oh, I can't wait till I leave this house. <laughs> <laughs> that does speed it up. That's what I was saying. So, being a middle child and being that child that gets the actual like full parenting the full run it's like 
you want to leave you want to go to college you want to do all these things because you're like i'm not trying to stay here with whatever this is going to turn out to be because i'm tired and then also you you end up starting to be the glue so the oldest and the middle children start to be the glue because it's like also the youngest children they're younger like you they look up to you watch how you speak to them and you're like that girl just smacked you upside your head and told you to shut up. And I gotta be, I gotta watch what I say, like, chill. So it's really funny watching my parents get older and now the communication is open mm-hmm. because now it's not, well, this person said this, so I thought you said this and this, this, and this. It's like all here. <laughs> so what are we doing? Um, and that just opened more conversation for you know, when you are like, hey, I really don't want to spend time with that family member. I really don't want to hug that family member. And you're like, no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, why not? So it's starting, you know, let's open. What I want my kids to do is if my kids feel uncomfortable, I don't want them to be shy or scared to tell me because that's their uncle. Exactly. Or that's their cousin. If something's happening, let me know. Mm-hmm. So now that's open up things for now my older sister has three kids now i have one on the way and then we have our daughter ava so it's like having those conversations so the trauma from our parents that were shut up this stays in the family this is your uncle this is your aunt that's your mama yes your daddy no hey i don't want to go over there i know they can't see my kids no, I'm not doing none of that. And it's not because you don't love that family member because of blood. But it's like, I'm not trying to pass down what was passed down. Exactly. And it's going to stop here. And it's influence. Yeah. Influence. Yep. Absolutely. So, I'm like, sure. if they don't want to hug you, maybe maybe my child feels something I can't exactly. because I've been around you for too long. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. But you can't be like, oh, y'all funny acting. No. no. Like, because even now, I ask my nephew for permission to hug him. Yeah. Like, if my brother say, like, go hug your aunt. No. Do you, can I have a hug? Yeah. And if he puts up a fight, that's fine. Give me, mm-hmm. Just give me a pain. Yeah. We're good. We'll yeah. hug later somewhere. You'll, you'll, you'll get yeah. one day. Mm-hmm. At one moment. So, it's fine. But if you're not comfortable, I don't want that. So, that's why I said, especially with season two of the Motivated Mermaid podcast, I wanted to open these conversations not just for us but there are people out there that can't have this conversation and that's what i got a lot in my dms like thank you for having this conversation thank you for asking these questions that's so profound and things like that so imagine being someone here in this back and being like okay this is my moment i'm going to step up and say something now i'm going to play when we're in the same car right i'm going to start mending that relationship or something or that makes me feel better because i know someone's out there feeling the same so, man, they're not ready. Good for you. We, we love it. <laughs> I love ready. it. This is dope what you got. I appreciate you inviting us <laughs> in. Absolutely. Speak on the platform. We could not imagine. I don't do this often. For real. <laughs> we life. appreciate the special appearance. I, I, I know I ain't the most brightest bunch in We're going to get him out there more. They, people need to see him more. Here. Yeah. Talk about yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm unfolding <laughs> in this vulnerability space. I, told, I talked to Joe about it and Tyree. But um, just ma- real masculinity yes. and, and vulnerability. <laughs> so that I'm, I'm still meditating and kind of going through that and uncovering those pieces. Not this machos that they try to put. Yeah, out I hate macho-ness. I hate toxic masculinity. I would love. I, for I hate y'all the boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I'm like. That's wonderful that you know it, but it's hilarious that it's just now. 
Like, yeah. because it's so rooted that you better not cry. You're a man. Man up. Girl, I had to correct my dad. My he was starting to whine and cry. He gonna say, "Don't we don't raise no little no crying." I had no, we don't do that. No, I remember no. what her brother did. Oh, we was at he was we out. Have, we need to talk about this off, off the air. Well, oh, we'll okay. we'll say that for another episode, y'all. Yeah. But yeah. we appreciate this facts. We appreciate y'all coming though. Um, we definitely can't wait to see what we have in the future. Because they're definitely not ready for the season. This season is going to be. Last season was definitely about setting your boundaries, you know, having that positively, learning yourself. Um, but this season is definitely going to be about let's open those doors, let's talk. Oh, don't. <laughs> but all right, y'all. We appreciate you. We love you. We thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Motivated Mermaid podcast. Um, but we will talk to you soon. And we're out. Peace. Peace Blessings. All right, my mermaids and mermen. We have made it to the closing of episode one of season two. And before it closes out, I just want to give a special thanks to my wonderful guest that stopped by and had this conversation just to get the openness of it started and the conversations flowing within yourselves but with also within your families so again thank you to Lavianca and Shaquem for coming and little baby Ja again they have just become parents so congratulations to them you can follow their story and Lavianca at she is La Bianca and it is S H E I S L A V I A N C A. She is La Bianca, and just follow how beautiful their story is, um, how beautiful their lights are. I want to thank my wonderful husband for being a special guest on this episode. You can follow him at underscore J Darby. He is graphic designer wonderful um, musician and just so much more so would love for you all to follow our journeys and always you know i'm a shameless plug okay so follow me at ae the mermaid on instagram um i am thinking about making an instagram page for the motivated mermaid podcast but i think i like them together because it does get people to be more communicative when they know it's coming from my personal page so either way i'll make a segment for it um, but thank you so much for listening we're going to kill it this week i am so excited for the series like i said at the beginning there is so much in store for you all so many great guests so many great and very needed conversations and so much that we need to unpack and celebrate this year because we're going to be entrepreneurs, we're going to be debt-free, we're going to be financially free, and not only that, emotionally and um, just free overall, emotionally and mentally free, and be able to let that inner child out, heal our inner children, and make beautiful generations and help people and leave people better than they came and get 1% better every day. So I will talk to you all next Monday. Have a great week. I love you guys.